Welcome to Define You Radio, the place to be for real talk and real tips to help you define your personal and professional life. Class is in session with your host, the Southern Belle of Bold, Valencia Griffin Wallace. Pens and papers ready. Class is now in session. And now we'll begin part two of dealing with racism as a black woman in America. Enjoy. Queen LaVon, I know you have yes. family um, of different different races, different nationalities, ethnicities. Is it okay with you if they use the, the N-word? No, never. Have they? Nobody's living that I know that has used it in my presence. Lord, did she say nobody living? And she was very serious. Her voice got very serious here to go on at this point. Because <laughs> I don't know if, 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 if she got a body or something. I don't know. How do, how do you know. think you would react, especially being that it's, you know, let's say family or a friend of a different different race? Let's say they're singing a song. Um, and, and a lot of the the um, questions and a lot of the uh, what ifs I'm bringing up are things that, you know, has actually happened or meaning like I've seen it on YouTube or the media, social media in some kind of way. So um, this is not just like, where's Valencia pulling this from? This stuff don't happen. It does. So what if they're singing mm-hmm. a song, you know, y'all chilling. They're singing a song, one of your friends or family members, and it has the N-word in it, and they say it. How would you react to that? My last statement would remain true. If they are my family or friends, one, they already know. I mean, you just know family would know better. And if Mm -hmm. they are truly my friends, they would know better. Because, and the thing is, I know even at a young age, as kids, when we heard songs that we may not should have known all the lyrics too, but when that word came in that we knew was not right, we knew to stop singing and let that word pass on by before we start back singing. So see, we learned mm-hmm. that at a young, very young age. So if they knew that then, and now I'm 46, so any of my family friends are adults, then they know how to close their mouth, let that word pass, and they could pick back up on the hook. I don't believe in slips. Uh, words. Yeah. Oh, to me, like that, don't flip. It, but I could be one hundred. There's been times I've sung different songs and I have said it, um, and I immediately it's like a oh, Valencia, what did you just say? You know. But I'm like I'm entitled to get wrapped up in a song that says that. But if you're not, if, if, for instance, if my husband did it, um, they would be looking for him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm just being 100 because, see, I will see or not see, I will hear of uh, different um, interracial couples or people with friends of different races, and they're okay if their friends say it. And I'm like, Ooh. I would murder, it, it would, and I'm serious, and I'm, no, like, that's never cool. If it's not okay for me to say certain derogatory uh, racial 
terms towards your race, don't say them towards mine. And so um, I've seen people also say different things, like they couldn't date somebody um, that was white because they wouldn't want them to get mad and call them the N-word. And I'm like, who do you know? You know what I'm saying? Like, really? that, that person ain't had no respect. Like, why is it the first thing that comes to your mind? And mm-hmm. um, a couple of months ago, uh, my son had actually, he was trying to find a barber where he goes to school, and his friend told him about this barber. So he went to see this barber, and this barber happens to be white. And I'm not going to lie, I do use the term wigger. And let's just be honest, we all know what that means. He was having a conversation with the other dudes in the barbershop, and the dude said the N-word. And my son being my son said something to the dude, but he was hot. He called me as soon as he got out the barbershop. You know, of course, I'm like, do mama need to ride? Uh, what, whatever. He called his friend, told his friend about it. His friend was like, oh, he never said that in front of me or whatever, but he went off. But me and my son, that was a good time for us to have that discussion because, like I told him, somebody made him think that was okay. If Uh in a barbershop of black people that he Uh felt like he could say that word. And that's what messes it up for somebody like me that will mace you because you Uh verbally assaulted me. Like she said, they've made it a, a safe environment for him to feel that he can he can talk that way and and say. But we see a lot of dudes, you know, not so much like my husband, but like the dude that was at the barber shop. That you know, maybe he grew up in certain environments. He only date black women. He down or whatever else, and people felt like, oh, you know, oh, um, you know, no, he just like a. Whatever, anyway, you know what I'm saying? And my husband has actually had people tell him, I want to say my cousin's husband or something, we're talking about something, and he was saying something about white people. And I said, what are you talking about, Craig's white? And he was like, no, Craig's not white, we don't consider him white. I'm like, what are you talking about? But my husband Mm. has never, never used that word. I've never heard it from him. He's never muttered it under his breath. He doesn't even listen to uh, music with it in there that I know of. But most of the time when we're together, we listen to what I want to hear. Anyway, um, have I said it in front of him? Yes. But that doesn't mean, okay, well, my wife said it. Now I could say it because it would, you know, be a murder because I was in fear for my life and verbally assaulted. You got to get the language together. Now, y'all can answer my next question with the, I plead the fifth, or you could answer it, okay? And I'm going to go to uh, Queen Shannon first. Mm -hmm. Do you care if your son dates somebody outside of their race? Um, I have mixed emotions, and I have mixed emotions because love has no color. So you love who you love. However, because of the way our world is and the world we live in, absolutely not. I wouldn't want him to do it. Do you think it would be different if you had a girl? No, I think it would be the same. Queen LaVon? 
I would have to agree with Queen Shannon. I I wouldn't care either way. Um, but knowing the state that our world is in, you know, I would prefer my preference, you know, would be for them to marry, of course, someone of their race because they share history. You know, to me, mm-hmm. you share a history. Um, but I know that love is love. You know, at the end of the day, whoever God has for you, you know, there's nothing we can do about that, Where you, who you fall in love with. But knowing how this world is, I mean, not just for them, but thinking that, you know, if they have kids, how that what mm-hmm. their kids will have to deal with and endure. Um, because at the end of the day, although we may feel we've come such a long way and, you know, a lot of people feel like, yay, because we've had a black president, that that just, you know, ended racism and prejudice and hatred, but it didn't. It didn't Uh stop anybody from, you know, disliking us because of our colors. So I would be concerned, um, but I would be concerned enough to pray and to accept whoever, you know, whomever they would bring home. I would be concerned enough to shut it down. Oh, Lord, I knew that was coming. (laughs) I knew that one was coming. You don't even, first of all, you don't want him to date a black girl, let alone anybody. I know, I know. It's not that she's racist. You don't want him to date anybody. Anybody. (laughs) I want to do arranged marriage by Valencia.com for my Mm. son. But, you know, and I'm not going to lie, I'm going to be 100, and, you know, different people have their feelings about it, but I raised my son, and one of the things I used to always say to him is, you better not ever date no white girl. You better not ever date no white girl. And I would show him different things in the news that happened to young, you know, black guys dealing with white girls. I personally knew a lady whose son um, was in juvenile for a long time for messing with a Mexican. So Mm. I would have to be um, 100% honest. I, I would care so much. And I would do everything in my power, including prayer, fasting, and holy water for that relationship to end. Um, I have always been very honest about this. A lot of people would say, Valencia, you wrong and everything else. But I'm just being honest about my feelings. Um, I would be more, because I would be concerned, uh, like they had a a young black guy, and y'all could look this up, pulled over and arrested. He was dating this white girl and he got pulled over and arrested by her father mm-hmm. on purpose. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then recently in uh, Oklahoma, they had a young black male murdered by his um, Mexican girlfriend's uh, dad. This was recent. Um, so it's not, it's not just me feeling some kind of way, it is, uh-uh, no. Because I, I worry about my son dating girls that live in a particular area and, and where she's from, who her family is, much less to add on that, you know, is her parents going to try to pink pill you or something mm-hmm. if you go over there? Are they, you know, and that's just my my honest feelings about it, you know, um, and he knows this. I've been very honest. They have had uh, 
uh, this, I remember when, I can't remember how old he was, but they had this one young lady that was not black sending, sending him pictures and texting him. So I shut it all the way down. So what is they trying to peel him? Please tell, please explain that to me. Cause please tell me it doesn't mean what I think it means. Wait, what'd you say? You said um, you don't know if they're taking him to their house and trying to peel him. Oh, pink pill him or laxative? Oh, pink pill. Okay. Or okay. any other kind of pill, roofies, floor tap, <laughs> uh, no. whatever else come in pill form. And then there was, you know, at one point in time, this young lady that was uh, Mexican, um, and this wasn't that long ago, that they would study together and she, you know, he went to her house one time. Needless to say, I text him every minute. And, you know, where she where she say this, this, and this, and y'all better just be studying because I don't play that. Because if we, if we 100% honest about racism, black people face racism even from Mexicans. Mm-hmm. So it's not that he just can't date, you know, I, I would prefer him not to date and would do everything in my power plus some for him not to date somebody that was white. This extends to all races un, unless she black i would prefer american black and that's a whole other discussion um and i had this discussion with my sister-in-law who's white and she dates black guys and we have very honest discussions because i'm open at first she was offended by it and then i broke it down to her she was like i understand i was like it don't matter if you do or not this this these are facts but she under understands and her friend who's you know um this white girl, she was saying that, you know, honestly, if she was me, she would feel the same way. Not that I needed their confirmation, affirmation, or whatever, because it is what it is. Look, you heard the bass in my voice. Let me move. No, on. I, I, heard, I heard it. I, I heard it. You know, you, you know when it comes to that one. We know. It goes to a whole other level. It goes to a whole other level, Jesus. Do you think Okay, so I, I believe racism is taught. You're not born racist. Do you mm-hmm. think it's something that can be unlearned? Meaning, if your parents taught you to be racist, do you think you could, I don't know, grow out of racism or, or learn to do better, Queen LaVon? Oh, most definitely. Just like anything that's learned, it can be unlearned. Now, of course, it would take time. Um, and usually for the person, it takes some sort of either a mindset shift or change in perspective, or usually there's some type of event, something that happens that allows, you know, to, you know, use the analogy from the Bible, but the use that allows the scales to fall from their eyes to see, you know, that. We really, I mean, at the end of the day, we bleed the same color blood, you know? If you cut us open in the inside, we all look the same. We got the same organs, and, I mean, at the end of the day, and most of the time, we want the same things. We want to see our kids happy. We want to live a life that has meaning and purpose. We want to be loved, you know? So I think it is truly can be unlearned, um, but it requires the person for probably first admitting that they are and then being able to say that I need help 
or I want to change. <laughs> like a 12 step for racism. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Let me copyright that. Exactly. Let's say you ran across this dude. Um, wait a minute. Are you open? Let me know before I open up applications for arranged marriage by Valencia.com. Are you open to dating other races? I plead the system right the now. Fifth? Right okay. now, yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's say uh, this cool young lady starts working with y'all or something like that, and um, she says that she used to be racist. Could you trust her? Could you be friends with her? Like, is there a such thing as a, like, I'm a, um, what you, say, you call it? Yeah, I'm reform a reformed racist. Mm-hmm. What you say when somebody in a uh, reco- uh, recovering alcoholic? I'm a recovering racist. Could you mm-hmm. be friends with that person? I don't know. I'd have to. Well, first of all, for me to take anybody as friends, period, is like a whole ordeal by itself. But application <laughs> process. Right. I don't just let people get close to me like that. Um, I'm not. I'm not that that kind of person. However, um, I would honestly, I would, I would have to watch her, listen closely, verify, because at some point it's a couple of things. Anybody can change from where they were. However, one thing I've, I've learned is, and even us, we may have changed from who we were, but that does not mean that that old person is dead. Mm. It, it don't mean that they're dead and gone. They might just be asleep because if that was the case, I mean, think about it. This is why we laugh at the T-shirts. You know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm Christian, but, you know, I still got this hood top. Why? Because there's still that part of you that's still there, that part of you that you've grown with, that you've, that you've had all of your life. I mean, now, is it a part sometimes that you fight to, to keep at bay? Yes, but it doesn't mean that it's not there anymore. It doesn't mean, you know, I mean, it was a stepping stone for me to get to who I am now. Mm-hmm. And if I want to at any time, I can tap into that and give you what you asked me for. <laughs> and so I would have to watch that because in my mind, you could tap into your racism at any time. If any moment you felt you were wronged, I don't know that I could trust you because if you felt you were wrong, say we here working and I got the promotion that you were trying to get. You felt you were wrong. Do I know for a fact that you're not going to flip something because you're angry? Mm-hmm. Have a racist relapse. Exactly. I don't know. <laughs> so I would definitely, like, keep my eyes, you know, peeled, my ears. And, and I mean, I'll, I'll deal with you, but we're not going to be sister-sisters. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm. Queen LaVon. Well, I love what Shannon said. Um, and I do believe, like Queen Shannon said, you you have you have to understand, just like we said, if it's a recovering, if you're saying you're recovering or reform, you think about people that go through a recovery process. Just because you recover, there's always, always, you know, the chance that you could slip. That's why you have to have accountability partners. That's why you have to still go to meetings because they know that that is a day-to-day struggle. So, yes, like Queen Shannon said, you you may have to fight to get there because as long as 
if it was there originally, it was bred into you, there's a possibility that you could relapse because it all it's going to take is one to say or do something <laughs> that could push you over the edge. Uh-huh. I mean, and you may not ever think, I didn't, you know, I, I don't mean, you know, then you hear people say, well, I don't mean all black people, but this one. No, you can't categorize us, you know, or stereotype us all as the same. So right. I'm not going to say that they can't be reformed. I know that a person can be reformed because it's no different than us as sinners. That's why we have to seek salvation and renew our minds. Even the word tells us to renew our minds daily because although we repent and we may, you know, say we repent and we, you know, get receive salvation, God knows that there's a daily struggle that we're going to sin again. So he made it available to us. So they will have to do the same thing. But as for me to be friends with a person that says that they are recovered or reformed, I would, their actions would have to say that. I can't uh-huh. just go by your word of mouth. I have to see your actions say that. Yep. And I mean your actions when I'm not around. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't see their actions when you're not around. Your actions when I'm not around. You think what is your what is integrity is what? Which it's not when everybody's looking at you doing the right, right. thing. It's what doing the right uh-huh. thing when nobody's looking. So I uh-huh. need you to do the right thing when nobody's looking. So when I'm not around, I need those actions need to line up with your right. with your words saying that you've changed. Uh-huh. Um I would say, um, and I'm saying racist. I'm not. I'm not going to say you know somebody that may have said use a, a racial slur or something like that because I I still wouldn't know about that. But if somebody said you know I used to not even like black people, well guess what I ain't about to be the first. <laughs> um, I wouldn't trust a quote unquote recovering racist any more than I would trust a recovering addict. Absolutely. I don't, I'd have too many questions. Like, how did you act out this racism? How many black people or other people did you call X, Y, and Z? Were you going, like, how racist were you? Because there's levels to racism. Mm -hmm. Like, were you clan skinhead racist? Or did you just sing a Tupac song and say the N-word? Because then, you know, we need to have a discussion. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. I know how ugly people can be, you know, whether they're a recovering addict, whether they're an addict or alcoholic or whatever else. I don't know how ugly your racism got. Did you keep somebody from getting a job? You know, did you spit at some little black kids? I would have more questions than, quite frankly, our friendship would be worth. So, no, I will not. I wouldn't even, and me being 100, um, when I was dating, if I dated somebody of a different race, I would ask them, have you dated black women before? Because I would not be the first. Mm. Because I need to know your family been broke in already. (laughs) Real talk. Or whatever else. I will not be the first uh, black woman anybody dated. That that was like against my rules. And then I'm going to say this too, which kind of has something to do with this. It's just because they are in a relationship with someone that's another color, that does not mean they're not racist. 
That's true. You could just like that person. And I could honestly say my husband is more open and more racially friendly, and I'm trying to be a little borderline politically correct than I am. Mm. So as we close out this very interesting show with a whole lot of base questions <laughs> and everything else, but I think it was important for this topic to be covered before the year ends um, because we've talked about colorism. We've never really um, touched on racism because mainly we try to keep it light, interesting, you know, relationships and things of that nature, um, saying motivating and stuff like this here. But if you act like racism does not exist, it could ruin your life when you find out it does. And all three of us are obviously black women, obviously. You will not look at none of us and think we're mixed with something else. I am black, mixed with black since 77. Lord have mercy. I need a shirt that say that for real. Black mixed with black. That's it. Um, so and it's sad and interesting. Us even and we've been friends, you know, for for a hot minute. And this is the first time that I've heard my queen's experiences with racism. So these are discussions we encourage you guys to not only have um, amongst you know, yourself and, of course, with your children and stuff like that. But this is something you and your friends need to discuss mm-hmm. because it sucks to live in a world that's going to see you as your race first yep. and then your gender. Hmm. Yeah. And will sometimes, most of the time, judge you accordingly. Hmm. Hashtag real talk. That's my five cents to end the show. Queen, um, Shannon, what's your five cents, your last piece of advice maybe? What would you like the listeners to take away from this show? I'll say two things. Um, One of the biggest things I would like for our black listeners to educate themselves, Mm -hmm. fully educate themselves on understanding what's happening, the dynamics. It's a lot of material out here. Um, and and one, of, one of the things that I love is that most of the material is not just coming from other black people. It's coming from, you know, other races of people telling us what they're doing to us. Mm. Um, people that are putting their lives at risk by telling us these things. So educate yourselves. Do, reading doesn't hurt, any, hurt anybody. Definitely, um, if you have children, please get them educated so that they can understand what's really happening in this world, so that they understand if mommy or daddy says, well, I prefer that you not have a, a white girl or, or a white boyfriend, then not just based off the news, but give them the history. Give them history. Yeah. Give them some deeper foundation as to why our women and our men don't get along, why these things are happening. Um, you know, why we're referred to when a police show up at a, at a crime scene and it's a dead black man, they say H-N-I, no human, um, um, no, N-H-I, no human involved. Under, we need to know these things. This is the stuff that we need to know. We need to be educated on. Um, and then I would say this for, for other races that, um, you know, that are not 
you know, you're not racist or anything like that, I would say educate yourselves as well. Because at the end of the day, the only way anybody can help fight it on any side, whether we're the oppressor, the oppressed, neither of the two, but wanting to help, educate yourselves as well. It's just, it's a lot deeper than what we're looking at on the surface. It's a lot deeper than just the news. It's a lot deeper than just police brutality. It's a lot deeper than those things. We need to go back and do the research and history. So that was my tip for anybody. Go check history and educate yourselves on what's happening and why it's happening. Queen Levine. Oh, I have to, everything Queen Shannon said, especially educate, 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 educate. Um, And then I would say watch people's actions because a person can tell you, you know, you know, I have black friends. One, that's, to me, that's just a major red flag. I don't mm-hmm. care if they say they got one. One, you shouldn't know how many. You shouldn't count on your hands and know the, the I got five black friends, two Mexicans, three, eight. No, <laughs> because if you're taking that much time and detail to figure out, you know, class, you classify your friends. Mm-hmm. Then, to me, that's a problem all within in itself. So watch the signs, watch the behavior, watch their actions, and more than anything, watch the way they treat you and they talk to you. Watch for those little, you know, test questions, I call them. You know, just put it out there, just pushing to see how far they can push the envelope with you, what they can get by and what they can say. Because at the end of the day, a person's actions will tell you where their heart is. That's true. So watch how they're talking to you and what, you know, what they're saying and how they treat you. Because if the actions don't line up with what's coming out their mouth, then there's a problem. Uh-huh. It, it's, you know, it's sad that we still have to have this conversation, you know, that we're still discussing this topic and that it's still being experienced daily. Uh-huh. But it's a, it's a real truth. So you have to go back to what Queen Shannon said. You have to educate yourself. Uh. And by no means are we saying all, you know, white people hate, you know, or all there's right. a problem with races because we know that there are. And if any of you saw the movie Harriet, that's one of the things that I got out of got out of it is that there were a lot of people truly fighting for us. Uh huh. But the thing is, their actions lined up with what they were saying. Their actions. Right. So educate yourself, people. Mm-hmm. Why you want to bring up Harriet at the end of the show? Because we're going to have to revisit that. Because I, I refuse to go see that hashtag ADOS. Some of y'all know mm. what that means. Let me say this. I do happen to know exactly how many white friends I have. <laughs> I'm not lying. I do know I have exactly three white friends. However, I probably have exactly three black friends. So there, there we go. That's my five cents. If I didn't mention your race, that means I don't have friends of your race as of this moment in 2019. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work on that in 2020. I'm going to give me a rainbow. That's why, I, so I could use, I could say I have friends of every color. 
Um, I hope nobody takes that seriously, personal. She's just not peopley. It has nothing to do with race or color. She just don't like people. Jesus. not a people. (laughs) At all. Just not peopley. I need a shirt that say that too. Black mixed with black and I'm just not peopley. Somebody handle it and uh, just inbox me on Facebook and get it to me. I will pay for it. Um, so, I, and I wanted to say this as well. We cannot be um, ignorant as we go into this world. Um, be be prepared to protect not only your mind and your um, spirit, but your body as well. Mm-hmm. And and protect what you and what's for you and and yours and everything else at the end of the day. Um, I'm very much an advocate of self defense and offense. If you if well if you verbally assault me, I will feel like it's self defense. But you know know the laws in your state. Um, and different things like that when it, it there's nothing wrong with being being a black woman armed mm-hmm. you could be armed with mace uh you could be armed with the stun gun or you could go further than that but we have to be honest with ourselves um and this is not just having to do with race this is just period mm-hmm. period so I just want you guys to um, think about that as as well. That's my 10 cents from the show. Um, I will work on rounding out my diversity of my diverse friends in 2020. But as of right now, they just on two ends, black and white. I ain't got nothing in between, Jesus. Um, Queen LaVon, how can the audience connect with you? You can follow me or connect with me on the Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter at LaVon Copeland. Boom. And Queen Shannon. Um, Facebook, Shadon, uh, Instagram, Twitter, The Real Shadon, website, Shadon Music. Mm. And with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. And even though racism I don't think racism will ever end. I think we can all do our part to put the fire down into a little smoke, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Do your part. If you're not racist and your friends say something racist, you know, have that discussion with them. Be open Mm -hmm. to have discussions with people of different races. Because I guarantee you, unless you are a black woman in America, you don't know what it's like to be a black woman in America. Thanks. Okay. Make sure you like, subscribe, and connect with the show on Facebook and Instagram. And remember, your past doesn't define you. It gives you definition unless you are a uh, reformed racist. Your past does define you. And with that being said, what you do with that is up to you. Y'all have a great night. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening to Define You Radio. Make sure you connect with the show at www.defineuradio.com. Pens and papers down. Class dismissed.
Thanks for listening to Define You Radio. Make sure you connect with the show at www.defineuradio.com. Pens and papers down. Class dismissed.